It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello, and welcome to this week's Gina Gardner and Friends. And as always, I have the most incredible guests. Today is no exception. I have Prema Lee Guerreri. She is an amazing lady. She's a Vedic astrologer, a healer, a business coach, um, a business oracle rather, and an award-winning author. I've worked with Prema and I can just tell you that she has such wisdom to offer. Thank you very much for joining me on the show today. It is my pleasure to be here with you and with your audience. Thank you. So let's start off by how do you come to be a business oracle, to be um, a Vedic, um, uh, a Vedic uh, astrologer and a healer? That's not your common or run-of-the-mill things, is it, really? No, these aren't common run-of-the-mill things. Uh, very early in life, I was really attracted to a spiritual path that had many different facets to it. But where I landed as a teenager was really in the Eastern tradition, in the yoga tradition. And in yoga, there's different limbs of yoga and there's eight different limbs. And one of the limbs of yoga, and most people are familiar with Hatha yoga, the movement form of yoga or meditation or pranayama, the breath. So I did all those things, but uh, I was always interested in the heavens and in the stars and understanding myself and helping other people understand themselves better. So I was into astrology and Western astrology. But at a certain point, uh, it came into my awareness there was Vedic astrology. And what Vedic astrology is, it's the astrology of India. It comes from the Vedas, which are over 6,000-year-old spiritual texts. It trans The word for Vedic astrology, that's in English, but it's called Jyotish in Sanskrit. And Jyotish literally translates to the science of light and how we're understanding the planets and how they animate our light. Where like Deepak Chopra made uh, Ayurveda 
very popular, which is another limb of yoga. And it comes from the Vedas. And that was made popular. And that is translates to the science of life. So Vedic astrology is very much a very present day um, ancient practice that is based in science, based in spirituality. It takes an intuition. It takes, it's an art to read it. And my goal is always to help people understand themselves better and especially understand what their, uh, their divine, their highest value gifts are. I am not about predictions because I believe it robs people of choice. Every moment you could make a new choice about something. I do help people with timing on things because there's a level of this astrology because there's many levels that I can see when the weather is going to be better for something or not so good for something. So let's get suited up for it. You know, if you're going to go to the beach and it's a, a cloudy, rainy day, let's maybe not wear our bikini or wear it underneath our raincoat that day. <laughs> okay. I mean, we're going to be exploring this whole uh, principle of engaging and owning your divine gifts. And through that, becoming a better leader of yourself and having done that, being able to lead others more effectively. So talk us what, through what you mean when you talk about divine gifts, because for those who are listening, some of that may feel a little out of their normal uh, experience. Absolutely. So we have, believe it or not, things, uh, ways of being, skill sets, you could call them, but I call them divine gifts, or in my body of work, your sacred wealth code, I call them your sacred wealth code. These are things that you just are wired in your soul blueprint. You are just, you like, we're born with a PhD in them. So anyone who has children or has been around children, you notice that they certain things they're just really good at. Then us parents come in and try to push them in other directions or make them good at something else because we think that's how they're going to be more successful. There's many things you are good at, each and every one of you listening in. And those things you're good at may or might may not feel rewarding for you. So for instance, um, about 15 years ago, actually a little bit more now I'm aging myself, but I had a very <laughs> big, beautiful yoga and healing arts center. It was ahead of its time. I wanted to be streaming classes from there. That was before we had streaming. I did that with the local TV station there. Uh, I, I was training teachers in my own methods. I was doing my astrology. I had healing practitioners and I was wearing many hats. Now, I it is, I really felt like I was on purpose, okay? Because purpose is a huge part of your wealth code, is a huge part of your divine gifts. It's where purpose and prosperity intersect in your soul blueprint. And I found that I was just, even though I had a very successful business on paper, it was a six-figure business, I wasn't bringing enough home. And after about five years, my marriage was falling apart. I had tried many things to change and shift the business and, and sell it or create a nonprofit. And nothing really was coming through. And I really got the, well, first it was a tap on the shoulder. Then it was a two by four that said, <laughs> you've got to let this go. And my version of letting go, being a spiritual person, is I'm going to do all the clearing I can on my beliefs. And I did that. But still, I had to let this physical building go. Well, as it turns out, I really just vowed, I call it my dark night of the soul. And I've been through more than one. And any of you who right now 
who are in the dark night of the soul where outside it doesn't seem like there's any solution. So you're only turned inward. I encourage you to sit there and sit there in the dark with yourself um, and do your best to fall in love with yourself in this moment because so much will be revealed to you if you step out of your resistance. So in this, I vowed to stay on my knees and figure out why did this not all click when I financially, when I really felt like I was on purpose. Well, as it turns out, that's really where the sacred wealth code was born because I looked at a very scientific principle in Vedic astrology. It has to do with Raja and Donna yogas will not geek out on you, but it's, uh, and I realized that I was really, I was doing some of the things that I was good at and using too much of my energetic currency doing that. So the things that are really my gifts, although I was doing those well, not to the level that I could be. So imagine you have, say, $100 or 100 pounds worth of energetic currency a day to work with. And if you're financing something you don't want to be doing, the fears you know you have, maybe you're dealing with a health issue, maybe you're dealing with financial stuff, and then there's all the beliefs and stuff you do not know you have, you don't have enough energetic currency in present time to create or to heal. So when I realized this, that I was in the shadow side of part of my wealth code, because this is very important to understand where you're, where you're stuck in your shadow, which is part of the sacred wealth code system, it allows you to work on those things, to clear those things, because that frees up your gifts. So I was doing too much administration. I really should have brought someone in to do that. I'm really good at it. I've been hired for it. But it's a place where I'm going to be like a workhorse as opposed to ah, brilliant and and really um, magical in my gifts. So I vowed to do things differently. And I came out of that time and I had um, I had borrowed money for the first time from my father. I had hired a heart centered business coach. I had gone back to work with my spiritual and my uh, astrology mentor and I shifted the whole way I did business to more of a uh, a deeper level, a one-on-one. I wasn't doing a lot of the, I wasn't holding a big infrastructure. So this is back in 2007, 2006. And I went online basically at that time or did private sessions that were very committed and um, at a deeper level than I had been in the kind of class where yeah. people could just come in. You know, there's a huge amount in what you've just said, but I think for me, there are a couple of things that I'd like to pull out of, of this huge um, box of treasure that you've just offered us all. And that is, I, I suspect that there are many, many people who are listening to this program who are doing a job because it brings in an income, a job that they find either boring or soul destroying or simply not fulfilling. And that, I suspect they're probably saying, well, it's all right for you because, you know, I've, we've got bills to pay and a mortgage to pay and that the interest rates are going up and, 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 and. But what strikes me in all of this is for people to, to instead of looking all at the external things, to start with them. And I talk about, you know, you've got to lead yourself first before you can lead other people. And I think the recognition of that you are the most amazing being and that you have within you huge gifts and to start to perhaps audit those things that make you feel alive, make you feel light, make you feel that you 
that that instead of them dragging you down, that they lift you up. I think that's a really good starting point. And of course, there's a lot absolutely. of stuff, but it, it's it's yeah, yeah absolutely. So absolutely, we, and I'm very passionate about this too. I, I say it differently, but I love the way Gina says it as far as, you know, we have to lead ourselves in order to lead others. And that's why I'm very passionate about helping people understand themselves, their gifts, how they're wired up, where they're stuck in their shadow, what their timelines are bringing them so that they can work with their energy to a better capacity because we're really being hooked with a lot of cultural programming um, all the time and, and false beliefs and such. So about having bills to pay, I had bills to pay. And um, I was, an, I was an entrepreneur and had my own business. So what I did was shifted my business at that time. I also work with a lot of people who are transitioning from a career that they don't love into doing their, really doing their work. And also some people who are fine with what they do for a living, but are going to do this. We There's something in them, whether it's a book or a foundation or something else they're going to do also, that is. So there's a lot of different ways this configures. It is best to some people, the way they're wired, they can jump off the cliff and they're going to fly. And that's not me. That doesn't mean they're better. They're okay with taking those kinds of risks. Mm -hmm. There are other people and there are a lot of other people who I suggest let's keep your security so we don't put you in survival mode. And let's first understand what your gifts are and how can you express them more fully in what you're already doing and let's clean up your shadow. And then in doing that, you're going to start to free your energy up to be able to evolve into something else if that's what you truly want to do without putting yourself right smack dab in survival. We're going to make, take a short break now. It's fascinating stuff. And I know there are so many people who are stuck in that place where they feel they have no choice when the reality is very different. So don't go away. Uh, and we're going to start exploring how you can shift the way in which you operate in a way that will help you not only define what your divine gifts are, but use them. So we'll see you again in just a minute. Military families often sacrifice precious time away from loved ones while serving our country. We were worried that with him leaving, that she would lose those connections with her dad. Some of life's best moments happen between parents, children, and the pages of a good book. United Through Reading provides that connection. And now, United Through Reading is also available to veterans. Learn more about United Through Reading at unitedthroughreading.org. Hey world, I have a quick message. It's about safe driving. All right, let's go. Anytime you're driving, have the seatbelt buckle tight, both hands on the wheel and your phone out of sight. We're not in your hand trying to text somebody back because if you do, your car might get smacked. The moral of the story, just put your phone down. The people on the road will stay safe and sound. Put your phone down, put your phone down. People on the road will stay safe and sound. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, we're talking about how owning our divine gifts and using, utilizing those gifts can open up us as leaders. But, you know, one of the things that I, I took from reading your book and from having a, a session with you is that we have wealth codes 
And understanding what those wealth codes are and how to operate with those can act as the key to open up so much. So what are the principles of the wealth codes? Yeah, absolutely. So as I spoke about a little bit ago, that in your soul blueprint, in your Vedic astrology chart, um, that there is, it's a whole language in its own of the heavens. And there are a scientific principle, and this is where we are looking at where purpose and prosperity and a couple other things, but the purpose and prosperity where they come together. Now, in looking at this for a long time, I've been explaining to people and helping them understand, you know, what their their gifts are. But after a while, my system began to develop because the way I'm wired up, a part of my purpose and a big part is to bring spiritual principle, to bring consciousness down to earth and make tools of enlightenment, make very practical tools people can use to understand themselves better and therefore be on their purpose, which then helps others because we all have something to give the world. So that's where um, the Sacred Wealth Code was born as far as the book and the journalists and my processing. Now, the archetypes, there's archetypes, 23 of them. There's three for each planet, one for the north, one for the south node of the moon. And the archetypes came in. And when they sort of dropped in, I was so grateful. They're a soul language. If I say to you, engineer, messenger, leader, teacher, each one of you has a story that opens up that you can understand with your reference system and will speak to you over time. Within that, there's a, a the gift side of each of the archetypes and also a shadow side. And so as the archetypes came in, I was incredibly grateful because this gives people a very user-friendly, whether they pick up my Sacred Wealth Code arch archetype um, oracle deck, or whether they get a reading, or whether my book takes you through a sort of self-discovery process about it all, this is a very user-friendly way for you to not just one time, but over time, develop a deeper understanding of what your gifts are, and as important, where you are stuck in your shadow. And that's why I also do a lot of healing work, a lot of belief clearing work, because I want people to befriend their shadow. I want you to put your arm around it and realize this is a part, this is like a five-year-old who stubbed their toe and they don't know how to get over themselves. And if we can love that part and understand there is a gift in that challenge, there is a gift in that shadow that frees up more of your energy. So for instance, you know, the leader archetype, uh, is representational of the sun. There's also a king and also a celebrity as part of the sun's archetypes. And since we're speaking about leadership, you know, it's I lead from the heart is the mantra there. And so, you know, this is an, um, it's, it's leadership from the inside out. It's business. I teach from the inside out. These are, these become your guides. We can be stuck in the shadow side of the leader, leader maybe having too much hubris, um, maybe being more about oneself than about taking our mission out and how we serve the world. Uh, the, uh, the shadow is just as important as the amazing gifts of being able to have a vision and connect with the others that that vision can serve and come together and be able to create a movement in the world. You know, what, uh, it's interesting for me because um, my work is with with individuals and with businesses, and I come from things very much from a, a, a leadership perspective. Although there's a huge element and a growing element around people 
being aware of their spiritual self and the impact that that has on them and their lives and the people that they uh, that they touch. But what I find so interesting is that your language may be different, that your starting point may be different, but we're talking about the same thing, that ultimately are. <laughs> recognizing who you are and loving who you are, wobbly bits and all, um, and knowing your strengths and your areas where you're likely to, you know, fall below the line and and to behave in a way that's not in line with your best self. Taking ownership of that, I talk about taking radical responsibility for that, opens up the treasure chest. Um, and when you do that, and you become your best self and strive to use that as the foundation for the best self of tomorrow and the next week and the next week, then real magic happens. Absolutely. Real magic happens in that. And the more we are aligned with the our highest potential, with the truth of who we are, which doesn't mean we're always flying high. We could be really going through something. Mm -hmm. And if we have the vulnerability to be aligned, still stay open, but be aligned with, okay, I'm vulnerable. I'm working on something right now. Um, you know, not trying to be something we're not. That brings us into the place of authenticity. Yeah. And when we're authentic, we have a definite, we have a magnetic attraction to us, whether we're flying high that day or whether we're, we're dealing with something. But if each and every one of us is working with our alignment, then and our alignment to the to our authenticity and to the best of who we are, then no matter where we are on the scale, then whoever we influence is going to, you know, if we take care of our own circle first, if everyone does that, we don't really have a problem in this world, right? Mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> so it's that personal responsibility. And especially in leadership, there's so many great leaders we can look at or powerful leaders or however you want to call them. And maybe they were able to do something, but then the rest of their life fell apart. So what kind of leadership is that? It's out of integrity. So I really feel like building our integrity is and our authenticity is so, so key because we have a ripple effect on everyone in our life, whether you're holding a CEO position in a company, whether you're a mother, Absolutely. We've got to go to another break now. But when we come back in the last part of the show, I think I'd like to dig deeper into authenticity. My business is called Genuinely You. It, authenticity for me is the central core. And with that comes integrity and uh, compassion and courage. And for me, those are the, the foundational building blocks of enlightened leadership. So don't go away. We're going to continue our discussion and we'll see you in just a moment. We're never going to make this one. You know that investment seminar I went to? The guy called me back, said he had a hot stock. I got to get in now. <laughs> Not again. Did you ask if that stock was registered? Or if the guy was licensed? Easy, fellas. This time I checked savinginvest.org. Turns out he's a phony and so is his stock. Join today's smarter investors. Go to saveandinvest.org for tools and information that every investor should use before they invest. Did you learn how to put on that site too? I'd do anything for you, dear. Anything for you, me. Everything to me. I know that I'd go anywhere for your smile. Everywhere. 
yes, I do. For anything on your pet's wish list. PetSmart, anything for pets. Welcome back. Before the break, um, Grima was talking about the importance of being authentically who you are and being prepared to be vulnerable. And we, you started to talk about leadership in, in the bigger sense, if you like. Um, and I'd like to just spend a few minutes towards the end of the show. Well, two things. One is to your take actually on if you look around the world um business level and political level um celebrity level how um many leaders seem to have as you say got it right in some areas but oh so wrong in others and i'm not being political party here i just in terms of of looking at what's going on what's your view of, of how we as um as individuals within society might actually um, make a change? How do we impact on change in the broader sense by owning our divine gifts? Well, the more we step into and really own our divine gifts, which has a lot to do with cleanup work of the shadow, and then also so that we can have that courage, so that we have that authenticity, we have that integrity. And at the same time, being willing to, and this is one of the biggest fears I see with people and all the people I work with, is the fear of being in work with the fear of being seen mm -hmm. for really our true gifts. And a lot of our gifts, whether we're an amazing um, engineer, we can really solve problems and, and create new things, or whether we are, you know, the leader and, you know, we have the, we can hold an incredible vision. We can draw people together. We can inspire them. A lot of our gifts are, um, they are inside out gifts. They are unseen mm -hmm. in the physical world. And so unless we've gotten kudos that, you know, and affirmation that those are great and those are good, then we sometimes sweep those under the rug or we we start to step into that greater gift. So maybe if you're a leader and you're, you've been leading in a particular way and it's like, you really, really, I'm just not, that's not really not authentically who I am. I, that's what I think the world or my company wants from me, but you've got this other great gift. Maybe you, you're able to really sense what's going on with people and you want to bring your compassion out and you're not you you'd start to do that but maybe it's not accepted until we fully embody and own that gift so much that it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks that's when the world reverberates back to us the acceptance and the acknowledgement of those gifts so we have to do it my point is for ourselves and our own development alone and then we see the reflection out in the world and again that comes back to as far as your question like if each and every one of us, including the leaders in the world, are really living within their integrity and their authenticity and their compassion and being courageous about that within the whole of their life, that is going to impact their leadership in a way that it permeates uh, their vision and it permeates those those who and it magnetizes those who can really move, help that movement along in the world. You know, I think that um, all leaders um, need to 
to recognize that that starting with themselves and doing that work that inner work rather than worrying about you know what will people think and you know how do i um how do i get other people to like me vote for me or whatever but ultimately recognize that it has to start with them doing that deep dive work on themselves i think we would find the world a very different place and that is what is actually will create that's what creates sustainability in leadership the other form that you talked about falls apart at some point it does and the sad thing about it is it not only falls apart for the leader themselves but on the way they do so much damage um so much. Yeah. the people that they who work with them but also then the fallout a bit like the stone thrown into a pond the ripples you know, you can either create ripples which which are positive, or you can create ripples which uh, are a bit like a tsunami and and can be really destructive. I'm very conscious of time, and we could talk all day, I'm sure, but I don't want to um, to uh, come to the end of the show without giving you an opportunity to tell people where can they find you. So the easiest place to find me is sacredwealthcode.com. Thank you very much, Prima, for joining me. And thank you very much for listening. Do please join us on the next show. If you'd like to um, contact me and you want some help, it's Gina, G-I-N-A, at Gina Gardiner, G-A-R-D-I-N-E-R, and friends.com. That's Gina at Gina Gardiner and friends.com. Thanks again. Thanks, Prima. Take care. Thank you. See you on the next show. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.